just another welcome um, for those of you who have joined us um, after worship. That was really lovely to see you all. You are more than welcome here. My name is Sarah Fifield, um, and I am with my husband, Rob, and we're helping to lead the church service this morning. It's a slightly different format um, to what we normally have. It's our family together service. So um, the children and young people are staying in, and you are more than welcome here. Um, to let you know, we have got a tower of Lego here. So um, young and old. You're more than welcome to come and create whatever you'd like down here. Um, at the back is a room where there are um, toys um, and things for younger children in there, so you're welcome to go and use that room as well. And there's also things to you um, colour in and stuff. You can do it here, you can do it back in your seats. Please feel free to just come and go. Um, it won't be a distraction to us. Um, we're also going to be looking at... Um, influencing and being influenced and influencing others um, and we wanted to give anybody in the congregation this morning an opportunity to share if you feel God has put something on your heart where you have been influenced by somebody or you feel God has used you to influence others or a situation then we'd love to hear that um, so yeah, we'll have an opportunity towards the end of the service to have that. So, yeah, just be open. God might be prompting you to share something. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, talking of influencers, um, I was really struck last week by, um, by Greg's talk. Um, he mentioned, I don't know if you remember, he mentioned his friend Heidi Baker um, and her work in Mozambique. Um, and how God really uses her, um, and how in her presence, people just sometimes are brought to tears. Um, so it made a big impact on me last week. And so I can, I'm proud to say that over the last week, I've made three people cry as well. <laughs> uh, wow. That, I mean, that's... Um... Just checking, um, I think when the people cried in front of Heidi, it was being influenced by God's presence and um, they were tears of awe rather than fear. Oh, Just okay. checking that... Yeah, to be fair, I think it was my face that made two of the children cry. Um, and I shouldn't have told Alan Sampson that his, his whistling skills weren't X-factor material either. Yeah, so um, we're not condoning um, making people cry out of fear. Um, anyway, we're going to be looking at influencing and influencers. And what does it mean? So, as always, we'll go for a definition. Um, good old dictionary says, the capacity to have an effect on the character, development or behaviour of someone or something or the effect itself. Well, I don't know about you, but that just sounds a lot of words, and I don't really quite understand what it means. Um, so, oh, not that one yet, please. That's okay. Um, if you can go back one. Oh, thank you. Um, so, basically, having the power to influence is a big power. Um, and it is influencing not just how... I speak, how I dress, how I talk, um, how I behave. It has influences throughout all of my life and the people that I come into contact with. So that sounds quite powerful. Now, some of you might be aware that there is a new profession nowadays, and that is the profession of an influencer. Could we have the next slide, please? So... The new profession, a social media influencer. This is somebody who is a user on social media who has established credibility in a specific industry. These content creators have access to a large audience and can share information to persuade others through their authenticity and reach. Now, that also sounds very powerful. 
And this is basically talking about those people who have an account online, for example, with Instagram or YouTube, and they've got a number of people who will follow them. And they have an influence on those people. And they're often being paid for it through ads and brands that they might be promoting. And I think that is quite powerful. And I think you might agree that it could be too powerful, that they could have a powerful influence for the good or the bad. But I am hoping, Rob, we're going to hopefully show you that we have the greatest power to influence because we have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Holy Spirit is far greater than any influence uh, in the world. Now, a bit later on, we're going to be talking about spheres of influence. And you're all going to be given one of these a picture of concentric circles. And this is for you children down here as well, and young people. And the idea is that um, we are going to look at the people that we have influence on, the people in our lives. You in the, in the middle with God. Um, so can I ask, is he in faith? Sorry. Could you just go and give perhaps one to per family to begin with and see how many we've got left over? Uh, oh, yes. This is my sphere of influence. I think Rob was doing the slides. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just to the side of God. But yeah. So, yes, mainly, God's definitely in the God. middle. <laughs> um, but that's just to give you an idea that we will be um, looking at those people that we come into contact, whether it be within our own home, when we step out of the door, the people we um, work with, or the people that we're at school with. And is that it? There are no more. What we can do, oh. People can always draw them on the back of those. <laughs> um, yes, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, so we are going to move on later on to um, do a quick quiz um, to see how well you know your social media influences. Um, but before that, um, we've got a slot called Meet the Family. Um, so the idea is that we want you to get to know each other a bit better. Um, there's new people coming into the church all the time. Um, sometimes you have regular visitors. And so the idea is that just to get somebody up, to have a quick chat with them, so that you can get to know them better, um, and also to give them a challenge of coming up to the front and talking, which is, can be a bit scary sometimes. Um, so today, our mystery guest, a lot of you already know him, um, is Barton. Hi. <laughs> Um, so yes, this is Barton. I've got a few questions for him, um, but I will let him ad-lib a little bit if he wants to. Um, so first of all, I think quite a few people know you already, but how long have you been at the Apex? Oh, probably about three months, four months. Three months, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in what part of the world did you grow up? Where do you hark from? Oh, all over, really. I think here, a lot of here, part of here, cows. Is that why you were born in, born no, here? No, I was born in London. But, mm. yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so you grew up as a child in cows? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and when did you become a Christian? Uh, six years ago. Uh, yep. <laughs> so is that a um, just a, something you woke up in the morning and thought? No, definitely actually, not. I was an absolute atheist pretty well. Um, uh, well, not absolute, but yeah. No, I heard a lot of stories about God and what he'd done in people's lives and how looking to God can really uh, help you to have guidance and uh, really know what to do because uh, a lot of people are just walking around not knowing what to do and that was me <laughs> and I just thought having God is uh, you know if that I didn't know he existed obviously and then finding out he exists and that he talks and guides people was really powerful and then 
I then gave my life to Jesus and yeah. became a Christian, but yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you've done in the past which might surprise people? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, hitchhiked around Australia. Um, yeah, I think that's wow. sort of the most surprising sort of thing. <laughs> cool. But, yeah. So that was, was it successfully got picked up quite yeah, quickly? Yeah, and that was, uh, thanks be to God, uh, didn't get any d scary things happen, but yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yes, please um, quiz him more afterwards. Um, the last question we got for you today, um, before you can go back and sit down again, um, is the theme at the moment is influence. So... Is there somebody or something that has influenced you um, as a Christian in your past that comes to mind? Well, it's got to be Jesus, really. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It's the key answer. Uh, yeah. It's spoiled the whole service yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so we, did you have a Christian family? Yeah, my community, which I sort of, where I became a Christian, they really influenced me back in Australia. Um, that was the main people who really got me uh, really thinking about God and got me on the journey with him. So, yeah, okay. yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah. Yes, okay. So, yeah, I think family and friends can be a powerful influence. Um, if you're blessed to have mothers and fathers who know God, then that's a, a real input to your life that sets you up. Yeah, people who really look to God and want to serve him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Excellent. That's very important. <laughs> Thank you, Barton, right. for coming up, being brave enough. Um, so we're going to move on to look at some online influences with Sarah. Thank you. Okay. How well do you know your online influences? I don't know them very well. Um, these are influences um, according to the top ten um, followers on Instagram, according to Google search yesterday, okay? So it might be different on a different search and a different um, platform, but this is for Instagram. Okay. Um, first, next slide. Oh, yes, this one. Okay. Top left, KB Lame. Uh, please forgive me if I'm pronouncing these wrong as well, because I'm not quite sure. Um, oh, we don't want the answers yet, sorry. <laughs> Right, forget you saw those answers. So KB Lane, he is the number one influencer on Instagram. Um, he is Italian Sen from Senegal, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I don't want <laughs> How many um, people follow him? Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> okay, yes. So 80 million people follow and he is a comedian lifestyle influencer. So if you were to go on Instagram and click on him, he would be doing videos um, that make you laugh. Um, he is a very snazzy dresser. Um, and you might look and think, yes, I would like to be like KB Lane. Okay, next one. Huda Catton. Before you put up there, how many people do you think follow her? Somebody shout out a number. Is it lower? Oh, it's going to be lower than 80 because KB's the... Um, 75 million. Any other ideas? 65? One more guess? 79. Okay, can we have the answer, please? She's only got 51.9 million. Yeah. Um, she's 39 years old. She has created her own beauty product, um, which is now a billion-dollar global beauty line. So her sphere of influence is massive, according to um, the beauty world. Okay, next one. Got some prizes. Oh. If people manage to get the closest to it. You did, didn't you? Because you cheated. Um, okay. <laughs> We've got Kira Frang, Frangi, Frangi, I'm not sure. Um, would anybody like to guess? You can guess how many followers she's got. So the previous one was 51.9. I think she's, she's number five, I think, in the top ten. 
34. Anybody else? 31. Did we have around here? 21. Said so Jonathan. Anybody else? 37. Okay, can we have the answers, please? 28.4. Oh, now. Jonathan said 21. Hannah said 34. Maths. Oh, I might have to share. I give them to you because. No. Okay. And she's 36, she's Italian, and she's a fashion influencer. Okay, next one. Zach King. How many people do, um, follow Zach King, do we think? He, I think he's number seven on the top ten list. Oh, I like that, Emma. Thank you. That's very specific. 25.7 was that. Okay. Are we... <laughs> Anybody else want to give me an idea on Zach King? No? Okay, should we have the answers? 24.6. Look at that. Very good. Oh, sorry. Thank <laughs> um, you. He does an amazing set of videos. I don't know if you've ever watched any of those. Um, he is kind of entertainment, but in the magic sphere. Um, and he does sleight of hand and incredible um, yeah, feats on um, the TV. Incredible. Okay, next one, last one. This is Mr. Beast, and he's number 10 in the top 10. Mr. Beast, how many followers do you think he has? 51. It has to be lower, because he's number 10. So he's lower. Oh, who said zero? Ouch. He's been cancelled. 18. 19, 20, 7. Okay, should we have the answer? <laughs> 22.7. Who said... Did someone say 21? Ah. Well done, you. So 20. Okay. And Mr. Beast, he is an entertainer. Um, and uh, the category they've also put him under is philanthropy. Um, he has done some incredible feats recently, which have brought him a lot of publicity, both good and bad. Um, he did um, a thousand operations to remove cataracts um, in people's eyes for people who could not afford um, the operation. And he had a lot of negative backlash over that. Um, he's also got the Guinness Book of Records for holding the most watched TikToks, 2.2 billion views on that. Um, so those are your influencers. Now, we could say that some of this is positive influence. And I know that when um, Bethan was growing up, so Bethan is our younger daughter, she's 21 now, um, she really struggled to find some good things to watch and follow on social media. Um, a lot of her friends were watching people um, who, for them, all they were interested in was how they looked, what they wore, kind of the external appearance um, and not really what was going on inside. Um, but Bethan found a few people that she really enjoyed following who were Christian influencers. So if we could have the next slide, please. So these are just some examples. Um, and I know some people um, in this congregation follow on Instagram, top left-hand side, it's Girl Got Faith. Um, and that... Um, is a, it's not one person, so it's a group that come together and they put online all sorts of different content from Bible verses, things of encouragement, they've produced merchandise as well that you can buy, um, like Bibles, um, journals and all sorts, um, and they produce daily encouraging words as well. Then um, on the top right is Jess and Gabriel, again they're a Christian couple who talk very openly and clearly about how God has influenced them as a couple and the way that they live their lives. Um, and then underneath, Marcus and Kristen, another American couple, Christian couple, quite young. Um, they were involved in a horrific car accident last, uh, two years ago. Um, they were hit head-on. They were on their electric bike. They were hit head-on. Um, 
on purpose. And thankfully, they both survived. Um, but when they're talking about their experience, Kristen, um, she basically had uh, an awful um, fracture in her leg. And when she, she looked down, she said her leg was kind of just a weird angle across her body. And she's like, oh, that's not good. Um, but she couldn't feel anything. And she says she knows that that was Jesus at that time. He had stepped in and was shielding her from the pain. Um, and they talk quite openly about how God is a, a real positive influence in their lives. Um, so, yeah, Bethan's found those really encouraging. Um, the next slide, please. Then um, on the top left, Ryan Trahan. Um, he is a Christian. He isn't openly sharing about his Christian faith um, online. He does some amazing challenges. He went across America on just one cent, um, and you can follow his adventures. But in all of those adventures, you can tell there's something about him. Just the way that he talks, the way that he presents himself, the way that um, he is really blessed as he goes through these adventures by complete strangers. Um, and yeah... We know that that was God blessing them. And then I put a couple on there for the older generation. Um, oh, they've gone. Oh, yeah. um, I believe Terry Virgo and J. John are influencers. Um, they have an incredible influence on the immediate people they're around, but also online. Um, and they are incredible people to follow online because they great, give great encouragement and speak truth. Um, so, yeah, there are a couple of extra ones there. Okay. Um, so it's not just these guys who are influencers. As Sarah said earlier, we're all influencers. Um, so we're going to watch a video. Um, it's, it's a video that shows that God uses everybody. So it doesn't matter if you're young, if you're medium, or even if you're old, God will still use you. Um, so this video we're going to watch um, is about a young boy in the Bible who God used powerfully. So this is a video about Samuel in the Bible. I'm not sure if you know the, the story of Samuel and Eli. Stories of the Bible. God speaks to Samuel. This is Samuel. Hi! Samuel was the son of Hannah. Hey, Samuel! Hannah prayed for God to give her a son, and God did. So Hannah gave Samuel back to God. See you, Samuel! Bye, Mom! And Samuel grew up in the temple serving under Eli, the priest. Hi, Eli! As Samuel grew up, he learned how to serve God from Eli. Samuel lived in the house of God, but he did not know God or what God's voice sounded like. In those days, messages from God were rare. But one night after Eli had gone to bed, Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle when suddenly God called out, Samuel! Huh? Samuel got up and ran to Eli and said, Did you call me? Not me. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel did. Then God called out again, Samuel! Huh? And again Samuel got up and ran to Eli asking, Did you call me? Not me. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel did. God called Samuel for a third. Oh. I can't tell you how it finishes, if you like. <laughs> so. Third time. Oh, third Samuel. Time. There you go. And Samuel went to Eli yet again. After three times, Eli realized that God was trying to speak to Samuel. So Eli taught Samuel to say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Okay. 
Samuel went back to bed, and God came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, your servant is listening. God told him many things about what would happen to Israel. As Samuel grew up, God was with him, and everything God spoke through Samuel came true. Samuel was seen as a great prophet of God because he could hear the voice of God, and he listened when God spoke to him. So Samuel was spoken to by God, even when he was a child. God didn't wait until he grew up before starting a relationship with him and talking to him. He used him powerfully when he was young. It's interesting that although Samuel worked in the temple, he didn't know the voice of God. I wonder if Eli was actually a bit more busy and focused on serving the adults and doing his duties um, rather than teaching, his, teaching Samuel and the children in his care how to listen to the voice of God. So we can sometimes place more or less more or less importance on people because of their age, their status, or even what they look like. So it's important that we try and see people with God's eyes and know that they can speak from God as well. God has a purpose for each of us, no matter how old or young we are, just as he did for Samuel. It's easy to say, but do we believe this for ourselves and for our children? God doesn't want to wait until we're adults to use us and have a relationship with us. So before we look more into how we influence others, we're going to have a quick look at a ways in which we can be negatively influenced. It's good for us to be aware of the schemes of the enemy as well. Okay, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Um... Does anybody feel strong enough to come and stand with a jug of water? Jonathan. Thank you. It's a, it's a heavy jug and it's got water in it, so look at those muscles. Very good. Okay. Now, here we have, this is our life, a jug of water, nice and clean. And we know that there are some good things that will influence our life. Um, Miles, could you come and sprinkle some sprinkles, please? Sprinkles. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> no, just a few sprinkles. We're only having a bit of niceness in our life. A bit more. Excellent. Lovely. So the sprinkles are representing some good things in our life. Some positive things, such as family if you have got good family. Um, friends, if you've got good friends. Things that we do that in, we enjoy. Um, somebody like to come and sprinkle some glitter? Come on then. Bit of glitter. Oh, keep going. I mean, you can never have too much glitter, can you, really? Okay, <laughs> yes, you can. Apparently you can. Wow. <laughs> do you not like the glitter? Oh, but... Look, it's so pretty. We've got glitter on the top. We've got sprinkles on the bottom. Life is looking good. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, I think we can all agree that life isn't all sprinkles and glitter, is it? I mean, sometimes we do have some things that might influence, and influence us in not such a good way. Um, does anybody want to come and... Oh, yes. Do you want to come? Now, this is a bit of dirt. Do you want to put that in there? Not all of it. Okay. Now, at the moment, the glitter... Oh, the glitter was holding the dirt away, but not for long. The dirt's kind of got in, and it's made that life really quite murky and horrible. Now, what bad influences do you think this could represent... What I'm asking anybody, anything in life that could be influencing us in a bad way. 
Bad friends, thank you. Anything else? Addiction, yeah. Getting hit by a dinosaur, that would be, yes. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good experience, would it? No, not at all. Um, what about the things we watch? Some of that might not be a, a positive influence on us. The people we hang out with might not be so such a positive influence. Um, yeah, so I think we might we can agree that there are things in life that we have direct um, control over, but also things we don't have control over that can make our life not so nice as it um, could possibly be. Okay, thank you for that. Can you give Jonathan a clap? Because that is really heavy. And I know for myself, uh, I'm not from the island. Um, I was born in a um, town called Southport, which is on the northwest coast, um, just above Liverpool. Um, and my parents, um, my mum's from Liverpool, from Notty Ash, where Ken Dodd used to live. Um, my dad is from the Wirral, Birkenhead, or Smack City, as it used to be known. Um, and some of you might be thinking, Sarah doesn't sound like she's from that area. Well, um, there's a few reasons for that. Partly, um, I moved away when I was 18, um, and yeah, haven't moved back. Obviously, I do go back. Um, I also don't like the accent, um, <laughs> if I'm honest. However, I am quite easily influenced in how I talk. And before you know it, I can go into a really strong accent. And it's just like, hey, well, calm down now. Um, so if I'm around my family and friends from back home, that can influence the way I speak. And I have also um, a gauge by which I use to just see where I'm at with what's influencing me and how I'm coping with it. So I just need um, to get something. Come on, Henry. This way. Oh, no, come on. Um, this is Henry. Some of you might know Henry. You might have a Henry in your house. Um, Henry is, for me, a good gauge as to where I am at and how I'm doing. So if I'm hoovering and I might bump into something, if I'm in a good place, I might be like, oh, and move it out the way. If I'm kind of feeling a bit stressed or, yeah, not so happy, I might get a little bit frustrated and Henry might, oh no, sorry. <laughs> Henry might get a bit of a pull like that, um, and there might be a little bit crosser. But if I'm in a really bad place, um, extremely stressed, not been filling my life with um, positive things, you will see a very different side of me. Um, and it's not pleasant, it really isn't. Um, I can say some really nasty things, and poor Henry, um, he does end up um, on this flipped over sometimes because I've really just done like that because I'm really angry. So, yes, what is your indicator? Is it when you're driving the car and somebody comes up in front of you or pulls out? How do you react to that? When you're at school, if somebody bumps into you, how do you respond to them? Or if somebody's not so nice to you, how do you respond? That can be a bit of an indicator of where you're at and what is influencing you at the time because what is in us, when it gets knocked, spills out. So like that jug, if I were to knock that, we might get some glitter, but we get a lot of dirt as well spilling out over us. Um, so we've been talking about negative influences. Um, oh. So when we think of negative influences, um, I think there's somebody in the church who we all think of. Um, so I'm going to invite him up to speak now. So, Chris, are you around? Is there a Christopher? So it's only just a coincidence that we're talking about negative things, just to make it clear. Um, um, this is a, a small educational part of the service where um, we give you some insights 
into the world of technology as well. Um, so this, Chris is going to be talking to us a bit about AI and some of the other ways in which we may be influenced. Um, so, hello, Chris. This is on, isn't it? Yes, yeah. you're on now. Um, you work with computers and things, don't you? Kind of, yeah. So I, I work for a digital creative marketing agency. Um, so a lot of what I do is things that we're very familiar with, build websites, build apps, um, and also digital marketing as well. And that's where my line of work gets into some of the things that we've been talking about today with regards to influence, and especially a particular type of technology called persuasive technology, which in my line of work is the right tools to get the right message to the right people at the right time, but it's a persuasive technology, something that can also be um, misused on mass scale. So you've given a little bit of a definition of persuasive technologies. Do you want to go into any more detail on that one? Yeah, so broadly speaking, you would say persuasive technology is any tool that is used to manipulate somebody's feelings, change their behavior, change their attitude, um, and ultimately perhaps change somebody's mind about how they feel about something or about their actions. Um, so for example, you know, I, I wasn't going to buy you know, the Japanese umbrella hat, but now I am. <laughs> I wasn't going to watch that Netflix documentary on how crumpets are made. Oh, I think I'll watch that now. But it, kind of, it becomes a slippery slope and it turns into, oh, I was only going to watch one YouTube video and now I've watched 20 and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Or it gets dangerous. And the same technology is used for, I was only going to place one bet, but now I'm a few bets in. Or, you know, changing your mind about situations. Oh, I was going to get vaccinated, but you know, maybe I won't now. Or you know, on social media especially, like, oh, I didn't really have an opinion on, you know, Philip Schofield, immigration, trans rights. But actually, I'm quite angry about that now. You've been manipulated by a persuasive technology. So, um, yeah. So is it, um, I mean, obviously, we're all sort of like intelligent people. So I'm not sure I've ever been influenced by technology. I, I can always see through it straight away. It's quite obvious, isn't it, that it's been... Um, What's being thrown at you? Yeah, I, I think if we were to do a show of hands, most people would say, oh, yeah, we're, people can be influenced by social media and by, you know, by the media in general. But then if we were to ask the same question again and say, do you personally think you're in influenced? Less hands, generally speaking, would go up in a room. Um, we like to think that we are immune to that kind of... We're, we're smarter than the machine, essentially. Um, but it's a bit like... It's a bit like a magic trick with the magician, and he says to you, this is an ordinary set of cards, and you know it's not. And he says, you've got complete free choice, take any card that you like. Mm, you're probably having a card forced upon you. Put it back anywhere in the deck. Okay, you're kind of, again, you know what my card is already. This is, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying is that in that example, it's not a level playing field. You versus the magician isn't a level playing field, and it's very similar online. Um, and to use TikTok as an example, it's not one man versus a clever magician, it's a child versus a supercomputer. So when you're scrolling through TikTok and these videos are coming up, there's computing, there's supercomputers in the background, algorithms and increasingly AI, which are predicting your behavior, knowing what you engage with, building a model of what kind of person you are, putting you in a box, sending you into echo chambers, all of these kinds of things um, are going on in the background and it's to keep you scrolling, keep you engaged, keep you clicking on adverts. Um, yeah, it's, it's a technology that can easily get out of hand. So if somebody was concerned about digital influence, what advice could you give to them? I would say be, be very cautious and be very aware of yourself be aware of the ground that you're giving, the time that you're giving, your thoughts that you're giving up. Um, absolutely immerse yourself in the truth. And as Christians, we understand truth to be 
a person, Christ, not just a collection of facts, but immerse yourself in Christ so that you're prepared for these kinds of things. Um, and to be honest, especially with some of the artificial intelligence work that's going on, prepare to be lied to online. Um, there was a, a Paul McCartney track that was released, I think a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, and it sounds like an old Beatles track. So it sounds like it was produced by George Martin in the 60s, it's got that George Martin feel, you've got Ringo on drums, you've got you know, John Lennon's backing vocals, he's been dead 42 years, you've got John Lennon doing backing vocals, Paul McCartney sounds like he's in his 20s. And it's, I mean, if you want to hunt it out, it's, it's an amazing creation, but it was completely generated by artificial intelligence. Um, but it's getting to the point where it can, like, I, I grew up listening to the Beatles, it could fool me to be a legitimate Beatles track. Um, so if it's being used creatively for fun things, it's also being used by politicians, by scammers, by people who want to blackmail, extort. It's, things are getting very weird online. So with all these issues out there, how can we protect ourselves or protect, help protect our families? Um, I would say when you start to look into it, the, the pace of this technology, you hear words like artificial intelligence or large language models, um, those, kind of, those kind of technologies, we're not ready for the pace that they are expanding. And the laws and the government, uh, they're not keeping up either. Um, but God is ready, and God can't be caught off guard. And God saw all of this coming. Um, I would say that although on one hand, as we've seen, technology can influence us, it can sway us, it can, you know, it can lead, us to, lead us astray, it can distract us, but ultimately it can't change us in the way, especially the way that God can change us. Like the ultimate witness of the existence of God is a life transformed. This stuff can't do that. Um, and the ultimate failing of any man-made technology is its inability to do what God can. So there's hope in that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chris. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, so we're going to go on to look at some other ways in which we can be positively influenced. Um, so we saw this diagram earlier. It's concentric circles. Um, so we're just going to go through some of the, the things or the, the people who can influence us. Um, so we've already spoken about online influencers. Um, there are some good online influencers out there. Um, it's always a case of um, don't immediately think they're fine if they say they're Christian. Um, you still need to check the content they're giving. Um, there's always that question mark in the back of your head about what are they getting for providing this information to you. Um, so yes, always be um, asking questions. So we've got our teachers at school, our friends at school. Um, we've got colleagues at work. Um, we've even got things like nature and pets, which can be a good influence on us. Um, Going further into the circle, um, we've got church. So hopefully our church has a good influence on us. We've got friends and family. Now, for different people, the locations of these um, church and friends and family will be slightly different in that circle or occupy different spaces. Um, so it's interesting just to think about where you are and what, what is it that is important to you or has a significant influence on you. Um, ultimately, hopefully God is at the center. Um, as Christians, we believe that all good, all good things come from God himself. If we're influenced by God, then we can have a massive influence on other people. Um, now just to show uh, the power of how something can influence you. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about a news story a while back um, about some farmers 
So beekeepers in France. Um, now these beekeepers started to notice that their honey was coming out in slightly different colours. They weren't really expecting to get yellow honey. Um, some bees started producing brown honey, which doesn't look quite as appetising. Um, some bees produced blue honey, um, and some bees produced green honey. Um, now, eventually, after looking around for a while, they, they managed to track down the source. They found that the bees had managed to sniff out an M&M's factory um, nearby, and that had tubs of concentrated sugar and colouring that they'd left outside. So these were nearly empty tubs, they left them outside, um, but it had a massive influence on the honey. Now this is a, a demonstration of how it could be a demonstration of good influence or a bad influence, depending on whether or not you like yellow, brown, blue and red honey. Um, but yes, just that small tub left out had an influence on a kind of a two, three, four mile radius around um, and ended up impacting those bees' hive and the people who ate all the honey after it. Um, so yes, that's just a... Uh, an interesting example of God's influence in our lives as well and how we can influence others around us. Um, we also want to look at a bit more about how God influences us. Um, now, the phrase that came to mind for this was under the influence. Um, so we are under the influence of God. There's a verse in the Bible, Ephesians 5.18, that says, do not get drunk on wine that leads to unruliness. On the contrary, be filled with the Spirit. Now, there are some obvious limitations to comparing the Holy Spirit to alcohol. Um, I was a little bit wary about pushing forward, but then the Bible has already been there with this, so I'm going to go ahead with a few analogies to do with alcohol and the Holy Spirit. Um, now the first one is that alcohol has an age limit. You're not allowed alcohol officially until you're 18 or older. Um, now with God um, and his Holy Spirit, there's no age limit. Um, it's open to everybody. And um, we saw the example of Samuel in the Old Testament. Um, and God is just as much interested in children as he is in adults. Um, and yes, children can be overflowing with the Holy Spirit and can move in the powers of the Spirit. Um, the second one is an inbuilt longing for God. Um, so mankind has an inbuilt need, um, an inbuilt need, an inbuilt longing for God. It's a conviction and a longing. It's not an addiction. So we need to be people who thirst for Jesus. Um, Weatherspoons, if you go there early in the morning, you'll see that there's some dedicated people who visit Weatherspoons early in the morning. But it's only ultimately Jesus who satisfies us. And it's not an addiction. It's a, um, it's a longing and a conviction. The third one is a bit surprising, um, forgetfulness. If you've been drinking, then you'll often forget what's happened in the past or what, you, what happened on the night. Um, but the influence of the Holy Spirit can lead to a healthy forgetfulness. That's my excuse anyway. Um, so one example of this is, is Peter from the Bible. Peter wasn't put off by his past mistakes. So after he rejected Jesus, he was devastated. And I think a lot of us would be devastated and have an impact on our lives that would hang over us like a cloud. But actually, when the Holy Spirit came, he was emboldened and he moved forward. He didn't look back. Um, 
With the Holy Spirit as well, we can also move on from feelings of guilt and bad choices from our past. We're not stuck in our past. We've got to focus on the future. So the next one is dependence. Um, people who drink and become addicted have a dependence on alcohol. Now the Holy Spirit leads us to have a dependence on Jesus. Now that's through the scripture um, and yeah, through our relationship with him through the Holy Spirit. We can see just how important um, scripture is in the Bible just by how many times even Jesus and the disciples reference it. If we had a dependence on alcohol, it would rob and destroy us. And it would ruin our relationships. But dependence on the word brings truth and life to us. So the last one is boldness. Um, so like alcohol, the presence of the Holy Spirit can lead to can lead us to be confident and give us courage, even in the face of opposition. Um, in Acts 4, verse 13, um, we read how when the people saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they knew that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognised that they had been with Jesus. So these are five ways in which being under the influence of God through the Holy Spirit can benefit us in a positive way. Um, so we've looked at some good and bad influences on us. Sarah is now going to show us some of the ways in which we can influence others. Okay, thank you. Um, who can remember? I'm not going to ask you a lot because I think you will all remember, but I'm going to ask these a lot down here. Who can remember what the name of last Sunday was? Had a special name for it. Oh. Can anybody remember down here? Go on, Isaac. Yay! It was Pentecost Sunday. Well done. You look, you get some Skittles if you'd like some. So can anybody out there remember what Pentecost there was a little catchphrase that um, Greg had used um, and it talked about Pentecost being something and anybody remember what that was so um, Christmas is God with us Easter is God for us yep and so Pentecost is God within us so like I said earlier, influencers have incredible power because they can reach millions. But I believe we have more power because we have, if we're Christians, born again, we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, which has a massive influence on us and on the people that we meet. Um, we're just going to show a quick video. Oh, actually, let's do um, a couple of verses. Just We always go back to the Bible. So there's a couple of verses. Um, this is how we can influence others. Proverbs 27:17 says, "Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens the face of his neighbour." I don't encourage you to go out with an iron and sharpen the face of your neighbour, but the idea is you can have a positive influence on the people that you see. Okay, next slide, please. We're going to watch a video of some Skittles. Okay, that was just a little fun video, but I hopefully give you an idea of that's what you're like when you've got the Holy Spirit poured into you. You bleed out, and that's not a nice phrase, but you bleed out a, a, an amazing array of encouragement. Well, you can, you've got the power to, to others. So we can be Christ-like in our character and be Christ to others. So we can be encouraging, we can be affirming just by giving somebody a smile. Izzy, thank you for this morning for saying good morning because that just was, yeah, lovely. Um, Jonathan, when you drum up here, 
that has such an amazing impact on me, and I know it does on others. Um, so the way that you are living your life will bleed out onto others, and you have the power to touch those people's lives in a very positive and encouraging way. So I would encourage you to ask God to keep filling you with the Holy Spirit so you can go out and influence others. Um, shall we do the prayer time? Because we're getting to the end. Yeah, do you want to do oh. testimony? Yes. I know I said earlier at the beginning, if anybody felt like they had anything they wanted to share, that... Um, now is the time to do that. If you feel as though you have got something that you have been influenced by somebody and you would like to share that or you were able to be influenced by others, then you can share that. But if there isn't anything, then that's fine as well. Yeah, any situations where you've been influenced in the past positively um, in your walk with God. So somebody who's had an influence in your life um, somebody who spoke a word in at the right moment or, yeah, been there for you. Um, yes. We don't want to talk at you too much. We want to be able to invite people up if there is anybody who's got a, something that's on their heart. I, I was just um, thinking about um, it can sometimes be harder to uh, know how much you're influencing someone else. Um, well, what's easy for me to know is people who have influenced me. Uh, and I look back over my life and I, and I think of those people. So first and foremost, I think of my, my mum and how she's influenced my life and seeing her dedication to bringing us up as kids. Now, I grew up in a big family. Um, I have seven siblings. So there requires a, a lot of dedication from a mother. And seeing that from my mum was quite influential on me. Um, but seeing her trans, so I remember I was, I was about four or five when my mum was saved. And the difference, even at that age, between what my mum was and what she became influenced how I grew up. And then I think of other people in my lives as I go along, and I think of, of men that I particularly uh, got alongside of or who got alongside me and influenced me into how to grow up into being a man. Um, and those people, I would say, are the ones that shaped me most because I wanted to be around them. And my advice to, to anyone here is, if you want to be influenced for good, you need to get around good people. Because when you're around good people, it'll just rub off on you. Um, and so I've had great influences. One of them I just want to, he's not here today, but I just want to mention Rick as, as an influence over me when I first came to the UK. Um, and he influenced me in getting into sailing. I'd never sailed before in my life. I, I thought sailing was probably the most boring thing you could do in the world. I came from Australia where you had the, the masses of open land and, it was, and you could go anywhere in any direction uh, and, and your adventure was just waiting over the, next, over the next hill. And then coming to Cowes, the Isle of Wight, uh, felt like going from... Uh, the wide open spaces and then being put into a little cupboard. Um, and, and, and I felt quite restricted. Uh, I think when we got here quite early on, we decided to, to go for a drive around the island and an hour later we were back where we started. <laughs> and, and it felt very, very restricted. And then I met Rick who had a, a sailing boat and I just thought, sailing, you're just sitting in like a tub on water. I mean, what can you do with that? But being around Rick and his enthusiasm for sailing, being around him and hearing his stories of adventures and, and, and you know, getting caught in you know, tropical storms and cyclones and all kinds of stuff and surviving through these things, and then getting out on the water and realizing that actually you're only limited by the, the wind and direction you want to go in and seeing that there's a massive big freedom that you can have in that. The influence on, on, on that, all of a sudden, I could see that actually from this one guy, I could see that sailing was an amazing thing to do. And being around someone like that, that can influence you for good, can change your perspective. My perspective of the Isle of Wight being a small box that you had to live in, to being this amazing place that is, is almost unlimited because we've got sea in every direction, changes because of the person you're with, that influence of someone who you're with. 
So I just would encourage people from this. It's just so great how these guys have been in, in encouraging us to be influenced by that which is good. And so what I would say is get around good people. As much as you can, hang out with good people because it will do you good. The reason I love coming to church is because I get to hang out with loads of good people. And it does me good. So that's, that's what I'd be saying. Like, look, like even this week, think about those who have influenced you and praise God for them. Thank God for those who are influencers in your life. Um, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for those that God has put in my life to influence me. Thank you, Ashley. So on the back of that, we're going to return to those concentric circles. Um, and we're going to have a, just a very few minutes, a few short minutes of prayer time. Um, I'd encourage you. Oh, yeah. Mm. I feel it would be wrong if I, if I left. I can feel God, like, saying to me, you need, you need to say thank you. Go, go. And um, it's, it's the hoods and the reveals. They've been in my life since Jonathan was born. And uh, God spoke to me this morning and he said, go and see your friends. It's been a long time. And I literally ran here, left the kittens in the garden. I said, God, look after them. (laughs) I hope they're all right. (laughs) And I was running as if I was running to... I don't know, when I'm hungry and I want a Big Mac and I don't want anybody to see, I've got to get in there, go and get it. But Hannah and Ashley and Susan have, have caught me every time from the moment that my house burnt down in Oxford. I was placed above these wonderful people, not by choice. God, <laughs> I would choose it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd shout out the window in a horrible Australian accent thinking it was funny and um, they've always caught me especially Hannah especially Hannah God speaks directly to her um, so many times uh, one time I lost my wallet and my phone I think it was my phone still thousands of people live in cows thousands who walks around the corner with my phone. This lady. Uh, I've had one breakdown and I was on the verge of another and I hadn't spoke to Hannah for a long, long, long time. And she sent me a message when I was at my dad's and said, God told me to tell you that I love you and God loves you and you're going to be okay. Blew me away. Um, So I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Becky, for your honesty and openness. And I know, yeah, it's probably impacted a lot of us as well. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to pray very quickly. Um, in families, small groups with those circles, putting people on there that you are going to come into contact with this coming week um, and ask God to make you an influencer in their lives in some way this week. Um. I was going to say, um, one thing we haven't mentioned a lot is the, um, is the power of prayer to influence others. Um, so this part of the service is where we can actually put it into practice on each of those people, no matter where they are in our sphere of influence, whether they're living with us day to day or whether we only see them once a year. Um, But yeah, we can pray for them. And yeah, we believe that God works not just in the physical world, but in the spiritual world as well. There's power in prayer. So yeah, if you just have um, two minutes of prayer time and then I'll um, close with a prayer at the end. Heavenly Father, we want to yeah, thank you for your promise, Lord. Thank you for Pentecost. Um, but Holy Spirit, we 
can have you in us always. And Holy Spirit, we pray you would fill us afresh so that we are overflowing, so that when we do bump into others in our daily lives, you spill out onto them, Lord, by the way that we act, the way that we speak, the way that we do things, that we would be an encourager, um, an uplifter, that we would be Jesus to the people that we bump into this week. So I pray your blessing on each person here, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen.